Hello, and welcome to Six Feet Apart, the show that helps you stay sane while you stay home. I'm your host, Dr. Manuela Powell, and I'll be interviewing other life coaches to bring you simple and actionable tools to navigate life under quarantine. We're living in unprecedented times, and we're being pushed to limits that a lot of us didn't even know we had. Join us to learn how you can use this situation as an opportunity for growth and reinvention. Are you ready? Let's do it. Is your anxiety getting the best of you? It's no wonder after many weeks of being on lockdown. On today's episode, I chat with Angela Accomando about how to manage your anxiety during a crisis and really the amazing tools she shared are useful for when things are going well too. Angela is an anxiety coach, certified meditation teacher, and natural food chef. She can help you calm your anxiety so you can lead a peaceful, happy life. She had struggled for years with her own debilitating anxiety and will teach you the same methods that helped her overcome her own anxiety struggles. Her teachings are practical and will help you find the tools you need to manage your own anxiety. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right. Hi, Angela. How are you doing? Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you because this is such an important theme. Like I know that as many of these shows, this one is going to be one that I'm going to be like, I need this today. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's start by you telling us where you are geographically and how is the quarantine affecting your life? Yeah, so I'm in New York, so I'm at the ground zero, at least in America, and uh, it's it's a little surreal to go out and about and see nobody out in New York, you oh know, because we are a busy, a busy group of people here always, and how has it affected us? Well, on top of, you know, what's going on in the world, we also found out during this time that my father-in-law has stage four cancer. Oh, so no. getting him the help he needs during this time and my in-laws own two restaurants. So kind of closing up their restaurants, is, it's been a lot. It's been a wow. lot. Wow. Yeah. I'm so sorry to hear that. And I hope he has the treatment he needs. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's not easy. So I'm sure you're using all the tools that we're going to talk about a lot because that will induce an anxiety attack on anyone. Yeah. And then you throw homeschooling in there. Like the last couple of days have been a challenge for homeschooling, but we can talk about that too. Yeah, no, that for sure. And I know that that is definitely a, a source of anxiety for a lot of people. My kids are too young for that, but they are a source of anxiety for me for sure. <laughs> Um, and for us here in Austin, today is day 48 of the lockdown. And I, I think it's either the same or a little bit more for you guys over there in New York. But I think now we're entering this um, this phase of a post-adrenaline surge, which happens with any trauma or crisis. And this phase can involve a lot of anxiety because the, um, the let's say, the novelty of the whole thing has worn off. And now we're just really damn tired of it. Not to mention, we still don't know what's going to happen when we start reopening the state. So let's talk about how can we start to deal with these issues. Yeah. I recently interviewed a doctor on my podcast and asked her, how long does it take to activate your parasympathetic nervous system? Because mm -hmm. that's the part of the nervous system that we need to turn on yeah. that will help us to calm down. And I was so surprised when she told me that it only took five deep belly breaths to begin to activate it. So that's an important thing though, is the belly part. And I don't know if you know, but I used to be a doctor too. So um, the, ah. the whole thing is the belly because people say, oh, take a deep breath. And people go like, mm. 
I was like, no, because that whole this is the 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 sympathetic receptors yeah. are here, and the parasympathetic are in the belly. So like you really, and it's hard for most people. You have to really practice. Right. Yes. When I learned this whole thing, I didn't realize that I was constantly breathing just from like my chest area. Mm -hmm. And so I've been doing weekly classes with a local nonprofit. And that's one of the things that I'm just practicing with them every week is as you're breathing in through the nostrils, you want to actually like push your abdomen out. Yeah. So when you're breathing in, your, your, your abdomen should be going out. And when you're breathing out, your abdomen should be pushing in. Yeah. And that's when you know you're working that diaphragm and you're actually going to be triggering that parasympathetic nervous system. And it's really as simple as the number, if I would say there's a number one thing, it would be stay with your breath, find your breath and that deep belly breath. Yeah, that is such a simple thing. I, I got an Apple Watch like two or three years ago and they have the little, the breathe app that reminds you several times a day to breathe. In the beginning, I was like, oh, this is so silly. And now it's like every time, I think I have it like maybe 10 times a day. Wow. And every time it's like one minute. So it's six, six deep inspirations. And whatever I'm doing, I'm like, unless I'm in the middle of the session, but whatever else I'm doing, I will stop and do that because we really need this right now. I see how yes. much less patience I have now. I already sometimes have this anxiety here and there, but really right now is just like, oh my gosh, it's all the time. So this is the first step that everybody really should be doing right now because it's so easy. It's really underestimated the breath. It always starts at the breath. And, you know, I always like to explain to people how anxiety arises, where it's actually coming from, what is happening in your brain so they can understand it and, and really understand that they can get it under control themselves. So, I mean, you know, as a doctor, but I'd love to explain to everyone sure. is it was amazing when I learned this, that the mind, when we feel any sort of stress, it automatically is thinking there's a saber-toothed tiger somewhere around. Okay, we're in danger and we have to look for all of the other saber-toothed tigers around. And so that's why when anxiety begins, we have to, when we understand this, we can go, oh, my brain is just doing its job to keep me safe. That's really all that's happening. And going back to saying, I'm safe, there are no saber-toothed tigers, I'm just a little stressed out because I'm in my house, I don't know what's going to go on in the future. You know, we're living in a time of great impermanence where, I mean, especially when everything first happened, I had to stop watching the news because what you watch in the morning and what you watch at night are so different because things are changing so quickly. Yeah, And so that will really trigger a sense of, I don't feel safe, which I can understand that. But when we feel unsafe, then our minds just quickly go to, I have to keep you safe because we're in danger when we may not really be in danger. So I love to always explain that to people because I feel like when you really understand where it's coming from and why your body's reacting like that, for me at least, and a lot of my clients, it helps to really say, oh, okay, I know where this is. We're just understanding it. I know where this is coming from. And have a little dialogue with yourself. You know, it's, I'm safe. You know, you could just put your hands on your heart, begin to breathe in and out of the nostrils. And, you know, you could just say a simple phrase of, I am safe. I am safe. Mm -hmm. I am safe. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that will help. You're talking back to your mind that's freaking out a little bit because you feel like you're unsafe. And so you're redirecting that mind to a safe place. And then those deep belly breaths will begin to activate the parasympathetic nervous system so you can bring it down. 
Yeah. And one thing, one thing about when you get in the, into that fight or flight mode, of course, then there are all the hormones that get thrown in your blood, like cortisol is the main one. And what cortisol does is just, so let's, let's say you have to run away from the tiger. You need your muscles to be ready. You need to be like ready to go to fight or to do something like that. Everything else kind of shuts down in a way. So you're not going to have any creativity you just focused on this one thing, like we are going to die and we get out of here right now. So once you stop and you tell yourself you're safe and you do at least five breaths, you send that message to the brain that kind of like chills out all that stuff. And then you're able to see things in a much better, you know what? Sure. Things are changing, but I'm here. I'm safe. You know, like you can start to think about whatever the situation is and, and kind of like, okay, this might even be scary, but it's not the thing killing me right the second. So we don't need to go as far. Yeah. And so, yeah, absolutely. And so when we understand all of that, it helps, I feel it helps a lot. And also awareness is so important because our mind begins to go all over the place, right? Or without awareness, maybe we're watching too much of the news and we have just too many uh, distractions. We have our families are home with us now 24 seven. That is a huge stressor. And then if we're watching the news and we have all this other background noise, you know, awareness will help us say there's too much going on and I need to, you know, stop allowing all, you know, I need to turn some things off so I'm not uh, so stimulated. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, it's weird because right before this whole pandemic happened, I actually did a seven day digital detox because I was working really hard in my business and my anxiety was arising. And I knew I just have too many stimulations happening. You know, I'm trying to do the Instagram thing and on top of everything else. And so I feel like during this time, it's also so important to just be aware of like how much stimulation is going on around you? You know, is it constant noise? What can be shut off? And, you know, I'm, I've been telling a lot of my clients lately, if you can't do it for a whole day or a couple of days, maybe you'll say from this time, like from one o'clock to six o'clock, we're not going to have any TV on, no social media. Like it's just going to be a time where we're going to either just focus on work or focus on schoolwork. Like there's just going to be one focus instead of having that one focus on top of everything else. So I highly recommend just turning things off and, you know, de-stimulating your nervous system because sometimes we don't realize because we live in such a busy world that there's just a lot of noise in the background and our nervous system automatically is just like, it's a little too much for me. So especially now with everything that's going on, we're already at this like heightened state of stimulation that to have all these other things going on in the background as background noise, just turning those things off, even if it's just for set amount of times and breathe and just having a little bit of peace may feel uncomfortable at first. But if you just lean into the uncomfort, I think you'll end up finding, oh, wow, I'm feeling like I, I do feel calmer. You know, this is different for me, but I do feel calmer. Yeah, yeah. And on that same vein of the, the digital detox, even for some hours, the whole notification stuff, it is anxiety inducing because if it's an email, it's like, oh, is it an important email? Do I have to look at this? And then it's like some store saying, hey, buy this thing. And 
some people have alerts on their phones for the news, which is, I never understood that. Mm -hmm. Like, why would you want to do that? I mean, really, that is really anxiety induced. So if you're going to watch the news, sure, watch the news, curate the stuff that you're going to listen to, but do it once a day or, you know, don't, don't, don't live the whole day based on that. Because obviously if you consuming the news the whole day, there's just so much people can talk about. And of course, they need to make things look horrible yes. so that they can sell. So it's not that they're talking about the good stuff that's happening. They're just really doing the opposite. So of course, everybody's going to be stressed, right? There's there's no, there's no way. And you know, something that I've been doing personally just to invoke getting away from all of the drama that we have on TV is I've been on YouTube watching an old show that I love Dharma and Greg. So if you could think back to a show that was literally just pure funny, right? Like no drama, just like silly funny, that will really help to raise your spirits. You know, laughter is is medicine. It really, really is. Yeah. And it's funny because I've been doing that and I have not thought of it. Like it was not a conscious thing, but I would go, I love Arrested Development and I the, the first three seasons, I haven't watched the other newer ones. But I have watched like probably like five times each season and I've been going through them again. Just like, I'm just like, you know, I want to watch a little TV, but like I just, yeah, something told just to make me laugh and kind of relax and not think about anything. So, you know, I, it's just so funny that you say that because I'm doing that. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's so important is like, just yes. think about what in the past brought you you know, just good, fun humor and go, it'll be somewhere, Hulu, Netflix, YouTube, like it's living somewhere. And it's like, go find those things and go back to those things. Because yeah, like you said, our TV now is very drama, drama, and it's all about ratings and whatever is selling is what they're going to put on. But I feel like 10, 15, 20 years ago, it was literally just about like good, you know, good, fun, good, good laughs. Yeah. There, there are so many things that I want to share. Uh, well, okay, so this one I always, I always forget about, and it actually is where my entire journey began, and that was food. And I know food right now is, is I mean, I have friends of mine who text me, and they're like, they're going to have to roll me out of this house by the end of this quarantine, right? So I understand we're going to, we're going to eat, right? We're sitting around. There's not much we could do. There's only so many distractions. But if you are already struggling with anxiety and then you're putting stimulants in your body like sugar and caffeine especially it will just amplify that anxiety that's already there so much more yeah absolutely you know if i always like to tell people like if you need caffeine i use matcha and even that i use a little bit cuz it's really if you get a good matcha it's really potent but matcha is different cuz it won't make you jittery like coffee does and it really kind of levels you out through the day you won't have those dips so if you're like i can't just give up coffee i get it and what my nutritionist did with me about 15 years ago so i was somebody that would start my day off i would drop my kids off at school i would go to dunkin donuts and i would get a large iced coffee light and extra sweet. And there was so much sugar, you could see it at the bottom. And so now I don't, you know, I don't put any sugar in my coffee or tea when I have it. And I never thought I would be that kind of person, but she taught me, you know, don't go cold Turkey, go down little by little. So for me, I literally used to put, this is so bad, nine sugars in my coffee. Whoa. Yeah. And so she was like, 
we can't just go cold turkey. Like you're going to really struggle and suffer. So what she did is she had me go down each week, one teaspoon. So it was like the first week, it was like eat eight teaspoons and then seven and then six, you know? And when it comes to like sweets, there are so many, um, like I actually just found Ella v- vegan on Instagram that I really like. Mm-hmm. And she has a lot of like really healthy alternatives to dessert that you could make that. And the, the, the recipes are simple. Like I love chickpea chocolate chip cookies and they're made with almond butter and chickpeas and a little bit of either honey or maple syrup and vanilla extract. And you blend it up and throw, you know, some dark chocolate chips in it. So finding those healthy alternatives and now is such a good time where we don't have to, you know, we're not running around like usual to make some of these changes because they may feel a little uncomfortable for you. So now's a good time. Like I said, while you're kind of home and that you can go through whatever emotions you may go through kind of getting off of these foods, but it really, that was my first thing that I worked on. And that, that is a main problem that a lot of people, I don't, I don't think realize the connection. And like you, I, I had a similar, I, I'm Brazilian, so I love, adore, and worship coffee. And then I stopped drinking coffee uh, a year and a month ago, <laughs> which I never, if you told me in my life that I would stop this, I'm like, I would say, like, never do that. But I did because I was not sleeping. So, like, okay, I'm going to try it for a week. I drink one, co- one glass of coffee or one cup of coffee in the morning. I was like, of course not it, so it's not going to work. It's going to be fine. But it did work <laughs> and then I stopped. And then after that, I decided to, she was like, wow, if just one coffee a day was doing all of that, let me see what else. And then I switched to a ketogenic diet because I have migraines or I used to have migraines. And first of all, the migraines basically went away. And also the amount of energy that suddenly I had and the, what, when you mentioned with the matches, like, you know, you just, you don't have that thing. Like in the afternoon, I was so brain foggy and I couldn't even function and I don't have that anymore. Yeah. So when I tell people the kind of stuff that I don't eat or what I eat, they're like, oh, you're crazy. You know, I don't miss those things. Although I love them. I loved bread and I love these things. But when I look at them now, I'm like, I just can't eat them. It's not, I don't want them anymore because I know how they make me feel. And the one or two times that I do and I go and, and eat one of other thing and I just feel so bad. So people don't realize really the connection that what you're putting inside your body has with your mental health. And that is really important to realize. So if you're really suffering with anxiety right now, you really need to kind of take a look of the kind of stuff that you're consuming, especially the stimulants like caffeine and, and such things, and really kind of tone it down because because that alone will make such a huge difference. It really does. People don't realize what those things do to your adrenal glands and how they will just, like you say, exhaust you, you know, mm-hmm. because that's, you know, part of the reason why I worked on the sugar and the caffeine was one because of the anxiety. But the other thing was, like you said, I was in my twenties and constantly exhausted because it's like, I was on this train of like drinking coffee and then I'm crashing and then like drinking another coffee to bring me up. And then, like you said, I can't sleep at night. And it was this roller coaster ride that I was like, I can't go on this anymore. And so that is, you know, I don't think I, I had said, I had told you this, but I actually am a plant-based food chef. Mm-hmm. So for the last 10 years, I've cooked for people or taught them how to, you know, use food to heal their bodies. Yeah. And that's something that I think is becoming, I'm happy it's becoming more and more popular that people are realizing. And even through, you know, what we're going through with the COVID, it's, you know, it's really important to eat healthy, get a lot of greens in, just 
eat natural foods that just naturally grow you know, fruits and vegetables and things like that. And, you know, if you eat meat, you know, get good quality meat that's grass fed, you know, organic, humanely raised, there's right. such a big difference in what, you know, you're going to get and even how it tastes. I mean, I'm sure you, you know this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I get a subscription box with my meat and it just nighted it. Whenever, you know, we went on a trip once, I was like, oh, we don't have enough. And we were on our RV, so we had to take our food and I had to just go and buy regular meat. I'm like, oh, yeah. what is this? <laughs> like, I don't even know. It, the taste is so different. So can you imagine the kind of uh, different stuff that you're putting in your body right there? So obviously your mental health is going gonna, is gonna to suffer too. That's, that's a really important tip. Mm-hmm. So breathing, uh, getting rid of all the stimuli from, from media and, and noises and all that stuff, feeding your body with healthy things, decreasing the stimulants. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, so my number one thing that I do, that's my non-negotiable, um, and, and I struggled with it, but is meditation. Meditation is so, so powerful. And for me, I found meditation during a really hard time in my life where my emotions were all over the place from anxious to fearful, to angry, to sad. And meditation really helped me get through that time. But then what I found out is that when that time was over and life started to become okay again and get better is that meditation has now become like my secret weapon to just responding to my kids instead of reacting to them and, and anything else in life, you Mm -hmm. know, and to be able to just be comfortable with just being still, you know, because I always, you know, I came from a very trauma background. And so I always looked for these traumatic events. If they weren't there, I like, created them. Mm. And so meditation, because I wasn't comfortable in the calm. And I think a lot of people are not comfortable in the calm. So meditation has really helped me to calm. And then I found that it's also helped me any good idea that I've had for my business, my advocacy work that I do, or my life has come to me during meditation. Anytime I sit still, I mean, sometimes I'll be looking for an answer and sometimes I'm just sitting there and something just pops up out of nowhere. And I'm like, oh, like I need to do that. Or that's a great idea. You know, and I write it down. So meditation is really, really powerful. And you know, if anyone wants to start a meditation practice, it, you know, it's so, you know, people are so afraid of meditation. You know, they think of like a monk and, you know, being like a certain way. But even if you could start out, I had forgot about this meditation that my teacher's teacher taught me and it's called coffee meditation, right? But I, I changed it into tea meditation because I'm like, I don't drink coffee anymore and you shouldn't be drinking coffee at nine o'clock at night, right? So I get a nice herbal tea and I'll sit down in a chair, you know, everything's off, everyone's asleep. And as I'm breathing in and out of my nostrils, I just think about all of the nice things that I saw other people do throughout the day, all of the nice things that I did. And when I teach people this, right, so you don't have to have your eyes closed. You're just sitting quietly with a nice glass of herbal tea, because when you go to sleep, you're putting all these good thoughts in your subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. And so you will begin to see your life change, right? Because we're always really working more with the subconscious mind than the conscious mind. People always think, you know, oh, I'm inside my house now. Like what nice things am I doing or am I seeing? And it's the little things like, did you make dinner for your family? Think about that. 
that was a nice thing that we don't give ourselves credit for. Or did somebody post something on social media that was really nice and inspiring? Think about Mm -hmm. that. You know, think about how beautiful it was that that person thought about that and wanted to put that out to the world. So if you're starting meditation and you feel like I'm, I'm just too overwhelmed with sitting down and crossing your legs and closing your eyes and being quiet, maybe you'll start off with a tea time meditation and, and do this. Yes. Yes. I love that. I'm, I've been meditating for a long time, but I like that. And I'm going to try it tonight. Yeah. And one thing that for me was very helpful was I was that person that I always wanted to meditate for years and years. And I couldn't meditate because I didn't know how, which now I know that it just meant that I had to meditate absolutely 100%. There's that Zen proverb that says you should sit in meditation for 20 minutes a day. And if you're really busy, you should sit for one hour. Yes. So I was like, I can't, I just can't. I sit down and my mind, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't, I can't. Of course, I still drink coffee and all that stuff. But um, the time I lived in Hawaii, there was uh, this woman who did, um, she used to do mantras, uh, Deva Prumal, you can look it up on, on Spotify and stuff. And so now it's just like, she just repeats 108 times at each little mantra and it's a beautiful music. So I was like, oh, I can do that. It's just listening to music. And you know, I love singing to the lyrics. <laughs> I totally do that. And the lyrics are so simple because it's just like this little thing. So I started doing that and by doing it and I don't know, it takes from five to 10 minutes, depending on the mantra. You know, it's so, oh, this is so, that is cool. I can do that. I can just sit here. There's no big deal. And then with a little, you know, and then I started guided meditations, which, you know, you'll sit there, but someone is telling you what to do. So it's fine. It's not like just sitting here and being alone with my thoughts. And finally, I got to the point where just in beginning of December or October, I don't even remember, I did this whole 100-day meditation challenge with myself i would wake up 100 days is a long time i didn't get to 100 because of many things but i would wake up at 5 a.m and i would meditate for one hour without any guidance without anything i would just sit with my thoughts so i stopped because of the gym things and then once i started again i noticed that i just could not sit for one it was impossible to sit for an hour so i was like you know what i'm i'm gonna sit for 15 minutes and then I, you know, and slowly again, then building up that muscle to, to get to that. So it's not like, oh, you have to meditate. And then if you don't sit with your legs in lotus position and you're not bald and you don't sit, whatever, like it's, there's, there's not it. You can do walking meditation. You can do so many other kinds. Yeah. And there's so many apps and things that help you to get on the, on the groove to learn because it is a practice that you're going to do for the rest of your life. You're not going to learn it and be done with it. And I agree that it is a superpower and it is really, if you look at any, I don't know, the big leaders, the big spiritual teachers, there is not one single person that doesn't say I met in some form. Maybe they don't call it meditation. Maybe they say, oh, I have quiet time. Oh yeah. 20 minutes a day or whatever. Like it's just something literally, if you sit looking at a tree outside and you just don't close your eyes, just look at that tree mm-hmm. without any distractions, you're meditating. Congratulations. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Some of the most, you know, successful people in the world, meditation is part of their life. I would be surprised. I I, I would be surprised to hear of some that that do not Mm -hmm. meditate in some form because it's really something that since I started studying, I've I've been noticed like, oh, this has been the thing that people, and especially now for us with so much stimuli from everywhere the whole time of course you need time to just be with yourself so yeah i really like that one that you shared right now and i think it's a it's really a good starter one too yeah yeah and i like what you said about the tree because before i really got a solid meditation practice i'd always dabbled in it there was something about it that always like i don't know i just i was pulled to 
And so that first meditation teacher, he would have us do different ones where we would sit and stare at a flower or like at the can, like at a lit, lit candle mm-hmm. or um, they had one where one time he had us like stare into the eyes of like a picture of like his guru. So there's all kinds of different things. Mm-hmm. So it's true when you brought up the tree. It- yeah, it's just being being used, getting used to being with your thoughts and not get in the box mm-hmm. with them. The thoughts come and then eventually you're just like, oh, there's a thought. Okay, good yeah. thought, right? Like you don't have to grab on them. And yes, and that really, it's amazing. Even if you meditate for 10 minutes a day, you will notice the difference. So I very much sign below that recommendation that people should absolutely try it. You know, I want to share one thing that my teacher's teacher taught us when um, thoughts come in is in order to not resist them. This is so simple, but it really works. He says, you know, when you have these thoughts that are really just coming in strong on you and you're getting frustrated, he says, just tell the thoughts. Thank you. I'll think about that later. And it's so yes. simple, but it yes. it's like, it tricks your mind. Your mind's kind of yeah. like, oh, okay, sure. I'll, we'll think about it later, you know? And you just keep, oh, I'll think about that later. Because you gave a solution to that, right? You don't like, oh my God, what am I going to do? What am I gonna do? Like, okay, this is on the yeah. list now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a very, very simple trick that really works. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, uh, they're not used to the woo-woo, like hear these things. I'm like, oh my gosh, that would never. And then maybe one day in their lives, they're going to come to a point like, well, okay, I'll give it a try. And then you're ready to see. It's like, it really works. And it is so simple. Yeah. And you know, the other thing is to not label your thoughts, good or bad, like no judgment on the thoughts, because a lot of anxiety arises from that. Like I have people that come to me and they're like, I'm afraid to look at my Mm. thoughts. Right. And all parts of ourselves are there for a reason. Right. So there's the mean girl and then there's the nice girl and there's the workaholic girl. And then there's the lazy girl. And we need to really embrace all of those parts of ourselves, all those little voices that come up because they're all there to help us. Right. And so things may arise that we're like, oh, you know, like that was so mean for me to think about. And it's like, all right, you know, we all have mean thoughts. You know, we all have thoughts that we're not happy with, and we're just not going to resist them. We're just okay, we're going to create awareness around that is, yeah, that, you know, like the, the awareness part, just the awareness already decreased. So if there's a thought, what I recommend on that, for instance, um, there was a time I did it with complaining and I did it with judging. Mm. I would have like um, one of those bracelets, oh, like elastic yeah. bracelets. And every time I would complain or the other time when I would judge something, I would switch the wrist Ah. because that makes me think about it and I was like oh that was one time okay that was two times and with time now I don't wear it anymore and not that I don't judge or complain but but it did decrease a lot and if I find myself going again in that path like oh now I'm super complaining and all that stuff I would do it again because just the fact that you that you're aware that you're doing it mm-hmm. will make you decrease it yeah. because it's not going to come as often. Yeah. So yeah. it's really just creating the awareness. The so awareness is so powerful. Sitting there with your thoughts and like, it's fine. You just, mm-hmm. there is no bad things that can come from that. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're going to feel a little more anxious for a while, but this is just because you're getting to a point to, because you're maybe not accepting yourself and you're judging yourself and all that stuff, but it will come to, to a 
a more peaceful point if you yes. keep on it. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And so I just want to give everyone another simple um, breathing technique that they can use. Mm -hmm. um, so that is taking your right pointer finger and just closing your right nostril and breathing again, those deep belly breaths in and out of the left nostril, because the, the left side, uh, it will go to the right side of the brain and that will also quickly activate the parasympathetic nervous system. So just breathing nice and deeply in and out of just the left nostril. And then if mm -hmm. you're feeling down, like maybe it's not so much anxiety that you're dealing with, but maybe it's a little depression and you feel like I need a little bit of energy. So you do the opposite and you close the left nose and just breathe deep mm -hmm. in and out of the right nostril. And that will help energize you. Mm -hmm. So I love sharing those little things because you could do that anywhere. Yeah. So this is full of so many tips that really, they are so, <laughs> there's nothing here. There's like, oh, I need to take a course on this. Like literally breathing, sitting down, eating some food that's good for you. That is really, it's really simple solutions, but it's not easy because we are very attached to our habits and all that stuff. So I think the first thing people need to do if you're really committed to getting rid of your anxiety and living a better life, it's really making a decision. Like I, I want to do this and I know it's going to take some effort. And then eventually it's going to become your life. It's not going to be an effort anymore. The same way you ate a bunch of crap all the time where you put like tons of sugar in your coffee you just don't. And if you, someone came and put nine uh, packets of sugar in your coffee now, it would be, it would be gross to you. You probably don't, yeah. don't want it anymore, right? So, yeah. so these are really just habits. And the good news is that a habit, the same way you, you made the habit, you can't get rid of it. Mm -hmm. So is just sticking to it and, and, you know, not giving up and you, you, you get there eventually. Yeah. So thank you, Angela. This is so good. So helpful. Can you please tell people where they can find you? Yes. So you could just find me anywhere with my name, Angela Accomando. So that's my website, AngelaAccomando.com. Mm -hmm. And on Instagram and Facebook, it's Angela Accomando, A-C-C-O-M-A-N-D-O. -C -C and so if you want to reach out and say hi, or if you have a question, I'd love to hear from you. Awesome. Thank you so much. That is it for today, friends. If you enjoy the show and you can think of one person who also like it, please share with them. And if the specific issue you would like to have some help with, let me know. I have mentioned it before that the show is coming to an end soon. But if it's something that many people ask for, I might consider doing uh, one more episode. You can leave a comment, a DM, or send me an email at manuela at consciousreinvention.com. I'll be back next week. I hope to see you again. Stay home and stay sane. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you being here. You can find the information about the guests and all we talked about in the show notes. And if you want to learn more about how to work with me, please go to consciousreinvention.com. There you can also find the link for the Facebook page where this show is recorded live every weekday. I hope to see you here tomorrow for more on how to stay sane while you stay home. Take care. Take care.